From Eric Public Media and the Alaska Ice Corporation, this is the podcast Wikiredia, wherein we read from start to finish without comment or commentary the Wikipedia entries that we find most interesting. Today's topic, Richard Prince. The original Wikipedia page lives at www.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash Richard Prince. Before we start, we want to know what your favorite Wikipedia pages are. Please send suggestions for future episodes to wikiredia at pm.me. This is Richard Prince, Wikiredia episode number 209, date of production, July 24th, 2021, and I'm your host, Eric Gorris. Let's get started. Richard Prince, born 1949, is an American painter and photographer. His image, untitled Cowboy, a rephotographing of a photograph by Sam Abel, inappropriated from a cigarette advertisement, was the first re-photograph to be sold for more than $1 million at auction at Christie's New York in 2005. He is regarded as one of the most revered artists of his generation, according to the New York Times. Starting in 1977, Prince photographed four photographs which previously appeared in the New York Times. This process of re-photographing continued into 1983, when his work Spiritual America featured Gary Gross's photo of Brooke Shields at the age of 10, standing in a bathtub as an allusion to the precocious sexuality and to the Alfred Stieglitz photograph by the same name. His Jokes series, beginning in 1986, concerns the sexual fantasies and sexual frustrations of white middle-class America using stand-up comedy and burlesque humor. After living in New York City for 25 years, Prince moved to upstate New York. His mini-museum, Second House, was struck by lightning and burnt down shortly after the the Guggenheim Museum purchased the house. The building stood only six years from 2001 to 2007. In 2008, the painting Overseas Nurse from 2002 fetched a record-breaking $8.452 million at Sotheby's in London. This record was broken in 2016 by the $9.6 million sale of the runaway nurse painting at Christie's. Prince now lives and works in New York City. Richard Prince was born on the 6th of August, 1949, in the U.S.-controlled Panama Canal Zone, now part of the Republic of Panama. During an interview in 2000 with Julie L. Belcove, he responded to the question of why his parents were in the zone by saying, quote, they worked for the government. When asked further if his father was involved in the military, Prince responded, no, he just worked for the government. The Wall Street Journal later reported that Prince's parents worked for the Office of Strategic Services in the Panama Canal before he was born. Prince later lived in the New England town of Braintree, Massachusetts, a suburb of Boston, and Provincetown on Cape Cod. In 1973, he moved to New York and joined publishing company Time, Inc. His job at the Time, Inc. library involved providing the company's various magazines with tear sheets of articles. Prince was first interested in the art of the American abstract expressionist Jackson Pollock. Quote, I was very attracted to the idea of someone who was by themselves fairly antisocial, kind of a loner, someone who was non-collaborative. 
Prince grew up during the height of Pollock's career, making his work accessible. In 1956, Time Magazine's article dubbing Pollock Jack the Dripper made the thought of pursuing art as a career possible. After finishing high school in 1967, Prince set off for Europe at age 18. He returned home and attended Nassau College in Maine, where he described as without grades or structure. From Maine, moved to Braintree, Massachusetts, and for a brief time lived in Provincetown. Ultimately, he was drawn to New York City. Prince has said that his attraction to New York was instigated by the famous photograph of Franz Klein gazing out the window of his 14th Street studio. Prince described the picture as, quote, a man content to be alone, pursuing the outside world from the sanctum of his studio. Prince's first solo exhibition took place in June 1980 during a residency at the SEPA Gallery in Buffalo, New York. His short book, Menthol Wars, was published as part of the residency. In 1981, Prince had his first West Coast solo exhibition at the Jankar Kligelschmidt Gallery in Los Angeles. In 1985, he spent four months making art in a rented house in Venice, Los Angeles. In late 2007, Prince had a retrospective at the Solomon R. Guggenheim Museum, a comprehensive show hung in chronological order along the upward spiraling walls. The show continued onto the Walker Art Center in Minneapolis. Maria Morris Hamburg, the curator of photography at the New York Metropolitan Museum of Art, asserted, quote, he is absolutely essential to what's going on today. He figured out before anyone else and in a very precocious manner how thoroughly pervasive the media is. It's not just an aspect of our lives, but the dominant aspect of our lives. Prince has built up a large collection of beat books and papers. Prince owns several copies of On the Road by Jack Kerouac, including one inscribed to Kerouac's mother, one famously read on The Steve Allen Show, the original proof copy of the book, and an original galley, as well as the copy owned by Neil Cassidy, the Dean Moriarty character in the book with Cassidy's signature and marginal notes. Describing his career in methodology in a 2005 New York Magazine interview, Prince said, quote, it's all about knocking in the studio and bumping into things. Re-photography uses appropriation as its own focus. Artists pull from the works of others and the worlds they depict to create their own work. Appropriation art became popular in the late 1970s. Other appropriation artists such as Sherry Levine, Louise Lawler, Vicki Alexander, Cindy Sherman, Barbara Kruger, and Mike Bidlow also became prominent in the East Village in the 1980s. All of these artists were greatly influenced by the work of John Baldessari and Robert Heineken, both of whom have worked extensively with found or ready-made print photography since the 1960s. Baldessari, working mainly with Hollywood film stills, and Heineken mainly with magazine advertisements and print pornography. Both artists taught at UCLA and the California Institute for the Arts in Southern California throughout the 1970s, when many of these artists attended school there. During the early part of his career, Prince worked in Time Magazine's tear sheets department. At the end of each workday, he would be left with nothing but the torn out advertising images from the eight or so magazines owned by Time Life. On the topic of found photographs, Prince said, quote, 
Oceans without surfers, cowboys without Marlboros. Even though I'm aware of the classicism of the images, I seem to go after images that I don't quite believe, and I try to I try to represent them even more unbelievably. Prince had very little experience with photography, but he has said in interviews that all he needed was a subject the medium would follow, whether it be paint and brush or camera and film. He compared his new method of searching out interesting advertisements to beachcombing. His first series during this time focused on models, living room furniture, watches, pens, and jewelry. Pop culture became the focus of his work. Prince described his experience of appropriation thus, quote, At first, it was pretty reckless, plagiarizing someone else's photograph, making a new picture effortlessly. Making the exposure, looking through the lens and clicking, felt like an unwelling, a whole new history without the old one. It absolutely destroyed any associations I had experienced with putting things together. And of course, the whole thing about the naturalness of the film's ability to appropriate. I always thought that it had a lot to do with having a chip on your shoulder. In December 2008, photographer Patrick Caillou filed suit against Prince, the Kagoshian Gallery, Lawrence Kagoshian, and Rizzoli International Publications in federal district court for copyright infringement in the work shown at Prince's Canal Zone exhibit at the Gagosian Gallery. Prince was charged with wrongfully appropriating 35 photographs made by Karu. Several of the pieces were barely changed by Prince. Prince also made 28 paintings that included images from Karu's Yes Rasta book. The book featured a series of photographs of Rastafarians that Caillou had taken in Jamaica. On March 18, 2011, U.S. District Judge Deborah A. Batts ruled against Prince, Gagosian Gallery Incorporated, and Lawrence Gagosian. The court found that the use by Prince was not fair use, his primary defense, and Caillou's image of liability for copyright infringement was granted in its entirety. The court cited much case law, including Rogers v. Coons' case of 1992. On April 25, 2013, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit reversed Judge Batt's ruling, stating that Prince's use of the photographs in 25 works was transformative and thus fair use. Five less transformative works were sent back to the lower court for review. The case was settled in 2014. Prince's series, known as The Cowboys, produced from 1980 to 1992 and ongoing, is his most famous group of re-photographs. Taken from Marlboro cigarette advertisements of the Marlboro Man, they represent an idealized figure of American masculinity. The Marlboro Man was the iconic equivalent of later brands like Ralph Lauren, which used the polo pony image to identify and associate its brand. Quote, every week, I'd see one and be like, oh, that's mine, thank you, Prince stated in an interview. Prince's Cowboys displayed men in boots and 10-gallon hats with horses, lassos, spurs, and all the fixings that make up the stereotypical image of a cowboy. They were set in the western United States and in arid landscapes with stone outcrops flanked by cacti and tumbleweeds with backdrops of sunsets. The advertisements were staged with the utmost attention to detail. It had been suggested that his works raise the question of what is real, what is a real cowboy, and what makes it so. 
Prince's photographs of these advertisements attempt to prompt one to decide how real are media images. The subjects of Prince's re-photographs are the photos of others. He is photographing the works of other photographers who, in the case of the Cowboys, have been hired by Marlboro to create images depicting Cowboys. Prince described his process in a 2003 interview by Steve Lafreniere in Art Forum. Quote, I had limited technical skills regarding the camera. Actually, I had no skills. I played the camera. I used a cheap commercial lab to blow up the pictures. I made additions of two. I never went into a dark room. Prince's re-photographs led to his series known as The Gangs, which followed the same technique of appropriating images from magazines as the Cowboys did, but now the subjects moved from advertisements and mass media toward niches in American society. Prince, in this series, paid homage to, quote, sex, drugs, and rock and roll in American niches seen through magazines. He depicted the bizarre in subcultures such as the motorcycle-obsessed, hot rod enthusiasts, surfers, and heavy metal music fans. These gangs are recognized in his series Girlfriends, featuring biker girls. A motorcycle magazine he used featured photographs of motorcyclist girlfriends were sprawled on their boyfriend's bikes. Prince's gang's works are single sheets of white paper covered with a grouping or ganging of 9x12 35mm photographs. Prince did not intend any distinct relationship between the ganged photographs. An example can be seen in such works as his 1984 Velvet Beach, 12 ectocolor printed photographs of massive waves clearly from a surf magazine. Another example is his 1986 Live Free or Die, gathering nine images of loosely dressed women on motorcycles. Prince made his first joke painting, circa 1985, in New York when he was living in the back room of 303 Gallery located on Park Avenue South. The first joke represented was about psychiatrists, a subject he later worked on with often. Prince described the discovery of the idea for the joke paintings beginning when he posted a small 11 by 14 inch handwritten joke on paper. He realized that if he had walked into a gallery and had seen it hanging from the wall, he would have been envious. Prince's jokes came in several forms. His first jokes were handwritten, taken from joke books. His jokes grew into more substantial works as he began to incorporate them with images, often pairing jokes with images that had no relevance with one another, creating an obscure relationship. An example of one of these peculiar combinations can be seen in his 1991 Good Revolution, which depicted black and white images of a male torso in boxing shorts set amongst doodles of a kitchen stove. These were, give you a little love, a little affection, a little tenderness. It means you're in the wrong home. That's what it means. Another one of Prince's most well-known joke paintings is an 80s-style red canvas painting he did in 2004 that says, quote, two psychiatrists, one says to the other, I was having lunch with my mother the other day and I made a Freudian slip. I meant to say, please pass the butter. And instead it came out, you fucking bitch, you ruined my life. In the late 1980s, Prince, like his contemporaries Lorna Simpson and Barbara Kruger, as well as many of his conceptual art precursors, played with the image and text in a strategy that was becoming increasingly popular. Prince put jokes among cartoons, often from The New Yorker. 
Prince described his early discovery of jokes and his sense of humor as, quote, I never really started telling, I started telling them over. Back in 1985, in Venice, California, I was drawing my favorite cartoons in pencil on paper. After this, I dropped the illustration or image part of the cartoon and concentrated on the punchline. Prince's jokes were primarily satirical one-liners, poking fun at topics such as religion, the relationship between husband and wife, and his relations with women. The jokes are simple, often relying on a punchline. Quote, I took my wife to a wife-swapping party. I had to throw in some cash. Or, quote, I never had a penny to my name, so I changed my name. Prince commonly repeats his jokes. Jokes became the complete subject of his prints, set atop monochromatic backgrounds, red, orange, blue, yellow, etc. These works range in size from 56 by 48 inches, as seen in his 1994 Untitled, to 112 by 203 and a half inches, as seen in his 2000 work Nuts. His early jokes were modestly sized, but they caught on as he executed larger pieces. These monochromatic jokes question the importance of the unique in high art. What is it that set these jokes apart from one another? The background color, the color of the text, the jokes themselves? Compared to other appropriation artists working in the same time period, Prince has a distinct quality between works and series. Works are distinguishable from one another or identifiable as a particular artist, but with Prince's monochromatic jokes, we are presented with yellow text upon a blue background as in his 1989, Are You Kidding? Differing from Jeff Koons, for example, are not only technique and style, but also the significance given to making the artwork identifiable. In 1988, Koons was working with porcelain sculptures like his Michael Jackson and Bubbles and the Pink Panther. There are two works produced in this year that are distinguishable. In the same year, 1988, are Prince's Fireman and The Drunk and his Untitled Joke which raised the serious question of what sets these two works apart. In a 2000 interview with Julie L. Belcove, Prince called the joke paintings, quote, what I wanted to become known for. When asked to identify the artistic genre of his jokes, Prince responded, quote, the joke paintings are abstract, especially in Europe if you can't speak English. While developing his gang photographs and joke paintings, Prince was also making sculptural facsimiles of muscle car hoods that merged muscle car culture as a particularly American state of mind with the transcendent claims of hard-edge abstraction and minimalism. Prince ordered classic vehicle car hoods from within custom car restoration networks and then used the hoods to cast fiberglass molds, which he washed in different colors. Celebrities is a series that plays with the American obsession with movie stars. Following Warhol's lead, Prince would search out actors' headshots, promotional photographs, which frequently lack copyright protection. Prince signed them himself using the actor's name. The Czech painting series is like the celebrities. It was made possible by Prince's own interest in collecting. Prince began to seek out canceled checks from famous figures in history, ranging from Jack Kerouac to Andy Warhol. He put these checks onto paint-covered canvases and often paired them with images of the individual they once belonged to. The Nurse Paintings are a series inspired by the covers and titles of inexpensive novels that were commonly sold at newspaper stands and delis, pulp romance novels. 
Prince scanned the covers of the books on his computer and used inkjet printing to transfer the images to canvas and then personalize the images with acrylic paint. They debuted in 2003 at Barbara Gladstone Galleries, who, along with Larry Gagosian, represents Prince. They received mixed responses, not all selling at the asking prices of $50,000 to $60,000. Titles include Surfer Nurse, Naughty Nurse, Millionaire Nurse, and Dude Ranch Nurse, the books from which they were copied. Prince said, quote, The problem with art is, it's not like the game of golf, where you put the ball in the hole or you don't put the ball in the hole. There's no umpire. There's no judge. There are no rules. It's one of the problems, but it's also one of the great things about art. It becomes a question of what lasts. The Sonic Youth album, Sonic Nurse, used nurse paintings and included a song called Dude Ranch Nurse. In the series of paintings, the nurses all wear caps and their mouths are covered by surgical masks, although in some of the paintings, red lips bleed through the masks. The final presentations preserve the title and the nurse image from each of the book covers, though almost all else is obscured. Titles include A Nurse Involved, Aloha Nurse, Bachelor Nurse, Danger Nurse at Work, Debutante Nurse, and Doctor's Nurse. Prince's series of paintings from 2007 on appear to be a throwback to the more traditional genres of figurative art and a departure from the pulpy and kitschy content of the Nurses and Jokes series. They are pornographic inkjet prints overlaid with acrylic paint in a style trying to intimidate, imitate William de Koning. Prince makes the most direct treatments to the faces, hands, and feet, which are bulged and distorted. These works lack the obvious linguistic recontextualizing of the joke series, opting instead for purely visual idiom. In 2007, Prince collaborated with the fashion designer Marc Jacobs on his spring 2008 collection for the French label Louis Vuitton. The collection was inspired in part by Prince's nurse paintings. In an interview for Style.com, Jacobs stated that after he asked Prince to collaborate for Louis Vuitton, Prince started to look for cheap paperbacks that were set in erotic cities after dark. As Mark Jacobs put it, quote, Prince asked me, what about Louis Vuitton after dark? An untitled work consists of the body of a 1970 Dodge Challenger and high-performance parts such as a 660-horsepower Hemi engine, custom interior, black wheel wells, 14-inch tires in the front and 16 in the back, a pale orange paint job with a flat-back TA hood, as well as various decals and emblems. Another car sculpture called American Prayer is a 1968 Dodge Charger that had been completely emptied of any engine parts and interiors and is stripped of any paint and then powder coated. In place of the engine block, there is a cement block. In Untitled, covering Pollock, a series of 27 works made between 2009 and 2011, Prince painted black and white photos of Jackson Pollock taken by Hans Namuth on canvas and pasting and basic grids of photographs showing Sid Vicious, Kate Moss, Stephanie Seymour, and pornographic imagery on top. Prince adds his own Pollock style gestures in paint around the grids. In 2014, Prince continued his appropriation theme with an ex exhibit of 38 portraits at the Gagosian Gallery in New York entitled New Portraits. Each image was taken from his Instagram feed and included topless images of models, artists, and celebrities. Underneath the images, Prince provided comments like, don't do anything, just be yourself, with the copyright and registered trademark symbols likely being references 
to his interests in authorship. Quote, possible cogent responses to the show include naughty delight and sheer abhorrence, wrote art critic Peter Schnegel in The New Yorker. Quote, my own something, my own was something like I wish to be dead. As with previous appropriated prints works, the Instagram prints draw attention to the intersection of art and copyright infringement. Prince had been challenged in courts, but has so far won or settled his cases. Some of the unwilling subjects of his art, notably members of Suicide Girls, have started selling their own derivative works based on Prince's derivative works of their original works. In 2015, Prince would repeat his exhibit from Gagosian with a new exhibit for the Frise Art Fair in New York City. However, Prince would end up making headlines due to selling the portraits for profit. At the fair, Prince sold enlargements of his Instagram feed and comments for $90,000. In 2017, he generated controversy by returning a $36,000 payment he had received in 2014 for his portrayal of Ivanka Trump, claiming that he could not live with the idea of one of his works in the collection being of the Trump family. That's it for today's episode of Wikiredia. Look, before you go, be sure to hit subscribe, follow us on Twitter at It's Wikiredia, and tell your friends. What do you want to listen to? Send topic ideas to our email, which is wikiredia at pm.me. Our producer and narrator, that's me, is Eric Gorris. Our engineer is OJ Tingles, and our content editor is Johnny Rocketship. We ask you to support this show by following and sharing, but more importantly, just listening. We also ask that you do your part to support Wikipedia itself by considering a donation to the Wikipedia Foundation. That can be done at wikipedia.org. All, or at least the vast majority, of the words spoken on this show are from the text of Wikipedia entries, and we're using those words under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license, which grants us, and in fact anyone, the right to adapt the original work remix it, and then to distribute and transmit the work even for commercial purposes. This license requires that we name the author of the original work, which in this case is Wikipedia. Wikiredia itself is also distributed under the same Creative Commons attribution, Sharealike 3.0 license. Wikiredia is a production of Eric Public Media and the Alaska Ice Corporation. Oh, thank you.